0: When I say there's noise, why would you argue with me about it?
1: You're really going to start the podcast like that? Yes, I am. Okay, then.
0: So why do you argue? With I wasn't me when arguing I say with noise? you. I was,
1: was I was commenting on the fact that you've said there was noise before, and you've also commented that my laptop is basically silent when it's sitting on the table. And you thought it was interesting that mine was silent and yours makes so much noise.
0: And that was before you had a fan attached to it.
1: So when I unplugged the fan, it should have fixed the problem. You, so sorry for thinking, thinking that moved it would.
0: The computer. The sound volume went down. But my point is have you known me to be in a habit of saying there's a problem when there's not? I moved it and fixed it, didn't but I? But have you known me to be in that habit? No, you have not. So that's why I don't understand why you couldn't have just accepted the words that I gave you rather than having to push back with it. It's never been a problem before. Because that creates a problem.
1: Maybe I'm curious as to why the fuck it's a problem tonight and never has well,
0: been before. Well, we figured that out, didn't we? The fan was blowing. and that makes Except sense I unplugged fa- the fan and it
1: was still fan causing creates noise. Vibration.
0: So explain that. Fan creates vibration and airflow.
1: And, and when I unplugged probably, the fan.
0: And the table was probably still vibrating from the fan. Anyway. I want to talk about people who cannot seem to make any decisions if their life depended upon it. And they rely upon others to do things for them. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: I'm not talking about a
0: specific person. Well, I don't rely on other people to make decisions and then let them handle it. You don't rely on other people to make decisions and let them handle it. So I just took two people out of the everybody. I just took the two people out of the everybody. I'm talking about... I'm not talking about the person who, like, okay... We had an episode once where we talked about how you guys never pick food to eat and how I try to rotate it around and figure out which ones you like and not stick with the same ones because it bores you, etc. That is not the kind of situation I'm talking about because then there's other times where you say to me, okay, today we're going to do this. Then we're going to go to Target. Then we're going to go to Costco. Then we're going to go to Home Depot. Then we're going to come home. You have it planned out. You just tell me what's going to happen. So... I'm talking about people that never have that I'm going to go to Costco, then I'm going to go to Home Depot, kind of control over their own people life. People who
1: literally can't people function, literally can't function
0: unless day. someone else makes the decisions for Got them. It. And you know, one of the people that comes to mind quite honestly, is the Pope of all websites again. Because we that just guy... Talked about him last night, that What's that?
1: We just talked about him last night. Did we?
0: Yeah. That guy can't figure things out on his own. He, he is not, I'm shocked that he's not capable of going to Google and looking things up and learning it on his own. Instead of doing that, he has to ask somebody who's an expert and rely upon them. And I think I know why, because in his situation, he wants to be like, Oh, you're the expert. Oh, that sounds so complicated. Would you mind taking care of that for me this time? Hmm. I would really appreciate it. And then they take care of it. And then the next time it's, oh, I was trying to do blah, 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 and I can't figure it out. And then they take care of that. And that's how I got suckered into that situation. I fell for that. I won't fall for that anymore. Just like I said earlier, when my rate is what my rate is for development, I'm not accepting a whole lot less than that.
1: You have a range and you stick within it. It's pretty simple.
0: And it depends on the technology, too.
1: And your range is based on what you know is competitive.
0: Well, right. And it depends on if I have to do the work or if I can outsource the work. Yep. There's a lot of factors. But what is it with people like that, though, that can't make a decision on their own They have to have someone else do it. Is it, is it, okay, I'm going to throw some ideas out there and you tell me what you think. Is it that they want to blame someone else when things go wrong so they didn't have anything to do with it that person did? Is it that they're just too stupid to function? Or is it somewhere in between? I think those are the two extremes.
1: I quite literally feel like it's because they've never had to make a decision in their life, so why should they start now? Okay,
0: explain that take. I don't understand.
1: If you're a child... And somebody else is constantly making all the plans and all the decisions and you never have to make any plans for yourself or any decisions for yourself or any choices on anything. You're going to grow up and you're going to expect that of other people. And then you're going to find somebody who makes all the decisions for you and you're just going to stick with it.
0: So you believe it's a behavior that was learned over the course of their lifetime. Yep. And now it's what they know, so that's what they do.
1: hmm
0: Interesting. I think there's a group of people out there who are scamming people to get free work. I think there's a group of people that are like what you're talking about. And then I think there's just a group of people that are too stupid to function. Yeah. And everything in between. I mean, I didn't cover every possible group.
1: You just covered like a whole bunch of different kinds of idiots. Yeah.
0: Some that are smarter than others, but they all still come to the same problem. They want someone else to make the decisions for them. And they have ulterior motive behind why they want someone else to make the decision for them. I think the most devious of those is the person who's doing it because they're trying to get the free work. Because that's purposely and knowingly taking advantage of a situation.
1: You mean like that dude we saw in the ClickFunnels group? Yeah. little backstory. This guy, I see this post at like 5 a.m bitching and moaning about how he hired this guy to build him a funnel and then he's saying that the guy went in and deleted all the funnels that he already had so I see there's already like 290 comments on this I start reading through people are all like here's how you can restore it here's another way to restore it here's another suggestion and then somebody else says something about how they had worked with him too and he didn't pay them and all that good stuff
0: and that he's had a habit of doing that. Right. And what was more interesting was right away it didn't sound logical because on ClickFunnels, if you delete something, nothing ever gets deleted, it gets archived, and you can unarchive it.
1: Well he said that somebody went into every single little text module in his in his ClickFunnels and deleted the content.
0: There's a backup of that.
1: That's what that's what some people told him.
0: I mean, it's not that difficult to get back. But the question becomes why would someone do something like that to somebody right there had to be there had to be a reason
1: what i found most interesting was then uh, shortly after the guy who was being accused of being a click funnel deleter came on and defended himself posting screenshots of a different piece of the conversation so individually person a made person b look like a total bag of dicks and person b made to- person a look like a total bag of dicks but together, they form an interesting conversation where they were clearly both messing with one another.
0: Yes. He wasn't going to pay, and the other guy wasn't going to do the work. Right. But see, that is where, like, when we worked with Hamilton, and then all of a sudden, overnight, like, he asked for a copy of his resume to get back, and then... then. The next thing, he was less and less available. The example of Hamilton is proof that having a process can save the day. Because when we sat down that day in the laundromat and had a meeting about how we were going to onboard our contractors, what we were going to show them, what we weren't going to show them. Yeah. We implemented that with him. So he had everything through LastPass. And nothing directly. Yeah, he um, only had the access we gave him. He couldn't have granted himself anything else, right? So when he started acting up, shutting him down was Was as simple as removing him from LastPass, right? And downgrading the role. I always do that. Like I downgrade their role because if you know, if they're an admin, uh huh. And their password is, you know, Johnny1234. Well, I'm going to go in when they leave the company and I'm going to change their password to something else. Uh Usually, I have a pattern that I use. I'll tell you another time. Um, But I have a pattern that I use for that to develop the password so that I can remember it. Uh And then I drop their admin role down to a standard user with really no functionality because if somehow they manage to gain access to reset the password. Right. And they reset the password and they get in. Well, it's not going to do them a damn bit of good because they're no longer an admin. They can't give themselves authority to anything. They can't take authority from anyone else. Right. Screwed. But what a lot of people do, and it's a huge security flaw, is they leave the group that you're in. They leave you in the role you're in. Huge security flaw. But with Hamilton doing that, we had a process that we onboarded him with. So when we had to offboard him, it was simple. Right. I mean, we we've seen the same thing with the Jessa chick. You know, we had to get rid of her. We off we offloaded her real easily. Or the Foyland guy. Boom. You know, that's where process really saves the day. Right. And okay. there's they're saying now. I read an article today. This is what brought it up. I read an article today on Facebook that said. being more regimented is better for your health and it's better for the growth of your business because they say that success is a series of events repeated over and over and over again until you reach the success point. And that's why being regimented will create that because you do first when I wake up, I I do this, then I do this, then I do this, then I do this, then I do this. If you do that every single day, you're throwing a little more money into the piggy bank and a little more money into. before long, your business is growing.
1: Makes sense. Doesn't work for everybody, but it makes sense.
0: No, but it's key thing. Be regimented. So, let's talk about, we're down to the number three favorite episode from the Nightly Rant.
1: I've already Would you like listed
0: me to go three. First? This is number two. No, you've listed number five, and you listed number four. I listed number three. Three. Oh, okay. Is that right? I think so. Double check
1: this. There's 97 episodes published on iTunes, which means number 98 is tonight, and that's number four. Number 99 is number five tomorrow.
0: So, hold on. Yeah. <sighs> You're right, because there's an episode not published yet. That's why I messed that up. Okay, anyway. um, The number two favorite episode. Do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first?
1: I went first last night, but I don't care. I'll go
0: first. So mine is kind of related. In fact, I mentioned the episode during our episode. It's number 76, and it's I Don't Know, You Pick. And now is the one where we got into the conversation about how um, I'm always forced to come up with a place to eat. And I don't really mind, but that I end up finding places that you all like and keep repeating them, going in like a cycle until someone complains. Um, but in eventually you complain, you guys will complain and say you're bored of those places, but you still don't have anything to tell me where to eat and you said that's why you don't um pick food most of the time because you don't want to be responsible if some other people don't like it
1: speaking of food that i've picked i got another coupon for that rooster republic place today buy one sandwich oh that's the
0: one i was in santa Ana. yeah okay that's good um (laughs) but i thought it was interesting that you would say that because now that i think about it now you've picked a few really good places in a row yeah So, you know.
1: But before that, I'd picked like 10 complete duds and places that were closed. I mean, do you remember the Drilled Ice Cream fiasco?
0: It happens. Um, It happens. (laughs) But that was an episode I really enjoyed because we had a really open and honest kind of philosophical discussion. And we came to the conclusion that, like, if people don't want to make a decision, they have to at least give feedback on the places that they go. And that means, hey, we come here too often. Let's not come here so often.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know what I find really interesting about our relationship with Deborah? What we end up having lunch or dinner with her a lot, but usually if we have dinner, we eat here or we eat at her house, right But lunch, we go out right We don't usually have lunch at our house or her house, and instinctively, I don't know what it is because we've never discussed it, but like we'll do like pyology, then we'll do pyology again, and then instinctively, we just know, let's go do Korean barbecue. And you might do Korean barbecue twice in a row. And then you're like, "Ah, I'm sick of that. Let's do flame broiler. Okay, right. now let's click back to biology. But we never have to say that to each other. It's almost like just a confident move in that direction gives the feedback we need. But what I was talking about in that episode that I thought was really interesting was we went down that path talking about how you don't have to make the decision on where to eat. But you got to give feedback on what you thought about the restaurant. And it has to be honest feedback. Or like right. tonight when you were trying to get at Mitchell about, you know, did was it the food you didn't like or what? And, I mean, I can tell you, I only ate two of those meatballs. So I can imagine those suckers are huge.
1: Right. And I appreciated the Alyssa feedback. And there you go. Was that and
0: good? I think it's the same thing with him. But the point is, getting the feedback helps you the next time. Because, okay... If the feedback was, these suck, you'd never buy those meatballs ever again.
1: Literally never.
0: But if the feedback is, well, look, they're just huge, well, then you're going to know, all right, I can only really serve four, and the rest of them are going to have to get put into the seal meal and put in the freezer. Right. And you'd you'd prep it. And you'd prep it, you know. But the feedback changes the direction you go with the meal. Either you're never going to do it again, or... You know how many you need per meal,
1: right? It's not like I'm going to get offended if you didn't like something.
0: And that's why when people can't make decisions, they need to give feedback. And and when I say can't, I don't mean in, as we talked about not in this situation overall, but like when you when you're in a position where you I don't care where I eat, but when you go there, if I take you to, you know, Yosh- Yoshinoya's um, beef bowl place, and you absolutely think the vegetables are disgusting or something, you have to say that. Then we don't go back to Yoshinoya's Beef Bowl ever again. I've never been there. I know. That's why I mentioned it. Is it gross? No, actually, I like it.
1: Why have I never been the there? Veggies
0: are, the veggies there are a little bit overcooked 99.973% of the time. But their rice is really good. Their teriyaki sauce is probably the best I've had at a fast food place. And you can get their chicken skinless. Huh. And it's very juicy and tender, and it's good. It's good stuff.
1: You know what I've had a craving for lately? Panda Express.
0: That's interesting. I don't really even like Panda Express that much.
1: <laughs> we might have I mean, to do a, we eat at two separate places and bring it yeah. home lunch day. <laughs> yeah, we might.
0: But yeah, I don't really even like that place. It's interesting. I mean, it's okay. There's stuff there I'll eat, but. Um. So what's your number two? <laughs>
1: I had a really hard time deciding which one which one is number two here. and which one is number one. Uh-huh. But I've chosen. That TNR 47, Money, 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 is my number two episode. Oh my gosh. Do you remember that dude on the train uh-huh. going money, 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 bitches and hose, bitches and hoes.
0: I remember it like it was yesterday.
1: I really feel like it's self-explanatory why that is my number two episode okay but
0: well you want to know what's funny what it's the number two episode on the best of the nightly rant but only because it's in numerical order that one um do you remember where we were before we ran into mr money 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 no you don't remember
1: i know we were on the oh yeah we were in santa monica
0: and why were we in santa monica
1: I don't remember.
0: We were having lunch with Ashley. Oh. It was the very first time we had lunch with Ashley.
1: What? It's in the basket. Why don't you just ask? Will he Leaving his phone out here.
0: It was the very first time we had lunch with Ashley.
1: Okay. And then we
0: saw that guy on the very first train.
1: He's the worst. But see... He was gonna get his ass kicked. Well that's up. the thing, oh, he became
0: right. dangerous because people wanted to kill him.
1: Right. I had zero fear of him. He was just a giant colossal idiot. However, he was a Hispanic dude using the N word over and over again, and there was black people who were not super happy about this on the train. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Absolutely. And they were getting a little bit irate.
0: And that and and it was alarming, you know, like Yup. I didn't know whether he knew what he was doing or if he was completely clueless. I couldn't decide that. I don't know. I mean.
1: Judging by the fact that he didn't stop after he was threatened, he just moved to a place where he could see the whole train. He knew what he was doing.
0: That's what I'm saying. A big chunk of me says he knew what he was doing. Hmm. But that's a good one. That's a really good one.
1: I remember how I told you the other night that I'd found what my number two episode was and I didn't want to forget it. And then I forgot it. I had taken a screenshot.
0: (laughs) Well, good. Smart (laughs) process. See, (laughs) you did something and you saved the day. Yep. But. All right. Well, that's interesting because mine was more about yours was about a funny moment. And mine was more about, like I said, like that was a really good discussion and I, I don't know that's what gets me sometimes is I like to get into really good discussions I know you do but I think that's because it gives me the opportunity to analyze the situation and I love to
1: analyze it you know me funny things are my favorite
0: yep it's the thing about you it's all I gotta do is keep you laughing and then you're happy
1: that's accurate well cause how could you be unhappy when you're laughing hmm I suppose I never thought about at it at least at the moment
0: yeah, I never thought about it that way, but that's true. I mean,
1: you could be generally unhappy, but that's a different story. Your allergies
0: are kicking up. Is it because of the people doing the roof?
1: I have no idea. But you remember this happens once in a while. I'll just have like a really, really shitty allergy, and it's already going away.
0: Yeah. You've been taking your allergy pills? Mm-hmm.
1: Next time we go see our... Uh, I have to really watch my
0: blood pressure medication, though, because my blood pressure... The more I stay away from carbs, the longer I stay away from carbs, the lower my blood pressure is going.
1: Well, that will probably even out once you stop being 100% meat all the time. I hope
0: so. I hope so. But I'm still going to be fairly strict. I really do think that the vegetables adding back in is going to help.
1: Well, I think the vegetables adding back in will stabilize your blood pressure.
0: And thankfully, it didn't cause any negative side effects, so...
1: You were a little feisty, but that's pretty much it.
0: I don't mean the meat part. You expect that.
1: Like maybe 10% more I'm feisty. eating like you an know.
0: animal. I'm talking about the other night. I had a little bit of vegetables that I finally added in at the beginning of the week.
1: Oh, your fajitas.
0: And it didn't cause any negative uh, issues. My stomach And you was ate fine.
1: like, you ate, you ate bell peppers. Yeah. And bell peppers are notorious for being stomach. Yeah. But that tells you something
0: something about the process that I've gone through. It's really done some interesting things for my body. And I think you can kind of guess that it's really making me feel better by the fact that...
1: You haven't complained about your stomach in a month?
0: And I'm getting ready to... like All I'm doing is going to five days a week where all I eat is meat and some vegetables. That's it. I will not eat carbs through that whole week. Then on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday... I'll loosen it up. And you know what I thought about? Like that night that Alyssa had her banquet? Fine. I would have done Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, meat and vegetables. Friday and Saturday, I would have had um, carbs. And then Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I would just eat meat and vegetables. I can make it fit.
1: Or you would have just carved from... Friday night until Sunday afternoon and I can gone make back to it low fit. carb for Sunday at dinner. Yep. Like, I have... can
0: make it fit. That's the thing. Wouldn't I think you. it's it's a doable plan, but it'll still maintain the benefits that I've been getting from the mostly meat diet, the health benefits. It's doing something to the hormones in my body because everything is leveling out. I'm getting less and less of those nasty headaches that I get in the back of my head. Good. I'm, and I have to believe that's because the blood pressure is coming way, way back into the normal range. My yeah. blood pressure is reacting positively. I'm actually sleeping deeper sleep to the point where I'm dreaming.
1: I wonder how your liver issues are. I wonder
0: how my sleep apnea is because. Like I said, I'm sleeping deep enough that I'm dreaming. If you're ending up in REM sleep,
1: your sleep apnea is going away. Yeah. Or getting better. But if that's supposed to happen when you lose weight. And of
0: course, and I've lost 27 and a half pounds. You said 29 yesterday. Well, no. Wait a minute. Let me recalculate.
1: Because I told you you needed to lose at least one more before you were allowed to stop because you had to make it even 30.
0: 274 minus 40, 245 is twenty-nine. I'm sorry. Twenty nine pounds. <laughs> you need to lose yeah. one
1: more. That's it, that's all.
0: That's amazing when you think about it. And what? What's the date today? You
1: basically yeah. lost a pound a day.
0: It's the twenty third. Yeah. And I've been doing this for one day prior to the month, so twenty four days total. Yeah. Because I started on a Monday. Twenty four days total. Wow, that's crazy! It's yeah. like one point one pounds a day. Yep, <laughs>
1: that ain't bad.
0: And I feel great. That's the best part about it. Like I'm losing the weight. Well, and, and I'm I bet, feeling great.
1: My bet is partly you feel great because you've been eating more healthily, and part of why you feel great is because you've lost thirty pounds.
0: I thought of something when I was walking in from, um, the car. I'm holding on to the Sobe bottle
1: and uh-huh.
0: balancing all this other shit in my hands. And then it dawns on me, you know, I haven't had soda for 24 days Uh-huh. and I really don't miss soda at all, which is kind of shocking because in the past when I've gone off of soda and only under water, I miss the soda. Then something dawned on me. What's really high in soda besides uh calories? Salt. Sodium. What's not good for high blood pressure?
1: Except for you've been eating teaspoons of salt.
0: Only once a day. Once a day. And that's to replace the minerals that you're not getting from not eating the carbs. So in a normal time, when you're eating the carbs, you're getting that same amount of salt. But the difference is, I'm not drinking soda, so I'm not getting that outrageously extra. I mean, I could polish off six cans in a night. And even if it was zero-calorie soda, because it was Coke Zero, it still has a ton of sodium in it. And that can't be good for my blood pressure. It's just a thought.
1: Makes sense.
0: But, I mean, if salt affects your blood pressure, and my blood pressure is rapidly plummeting, Because I'm not drinking soda. So that's another thing I don't really plan to go back to.
1: Whatever makes you happy.
0: I mean, I kind of feel like if I were to even drink a little bit of soda, that it would make me want more. It's too easy to get addicted to. So I'm just staying away from it. I'm just going to drink flavored waters. and Whatever makes you happy. It's kind of like... The thing is, I I was talking to one of the kids. I don't remember which one about it. That it's kind of like the adjustment I made when I went to... Coke Zero products It tastes different But after a while It becomes the norm Because it's what you eat Well, or drink Well, this stuff tastes different too But it's slowly becoming the norm The flavor um, Intensity Is becoming the norm And it's fine I really I mean These orange things Save me during the day
1: Yeah And they're a lot cheaper Than Sobe water
0: yeah, they're a lot cheaper than soda, too.
1: Not cheaper than SodaStream soda. No. Oh yeah. Anyway,
0: what you got to add?
1: I have nothing to add.
0: I kind of could tell. Could you? Because you haven't been saying much. You've been like, making me do all the talking today.
1: Well, it's okay, because I did a lot of the talking yesterday.
0: Yes, you did.
1: <sighs> See, it's a trade-off. All
0: right, then, people... Remember, if you're going to not make a decision about food or, or lodging or where to go on sightseeing tours, once you go, give feedback. Make sure that person knows whether you liked what they did for you or doesn't like what they did for you. And the person doing the things, don't get butthurt by them telling you the truth because the feedback is going to make it so that you can do better and better and better at what you're trying to do. And it's only fair to get feedback. Otherwise, it's not fair. Sounds like a plan stand. Good night, everyone. Hasta la bye-bye. Hi, everyone. This is Mike, and I truly hope you enjoyed the show. You're able to subscribe to this show on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher so as to never miss an episode. If, by chance, you did miss an episode here or there, you can catch up on all shows, past and present, by heading over to... Yogis Podcast dot com forward slash TNR show. Thanks for listening.